Hello everyone, welcome to today's podcast. This episode, number five, is about ESG investment. Today, our guest is Mr. Chen Huitan, Global Head of Stewardship and Sustainable Investing at Fidelity International. Mr. Tan, can you tell us more about how Fidelity is dealing with ESG in general? So taking one step back, Fidelity approaches investing from a fundamental bottom-up research perspective. And as part of that, we heavily emphasize face-to-face, or I guess these days it's more accurate to say virtual meetings with company management. Just to give you an example, last year Fidelity conducted over 16,000 company meetings. So this trend of ESG that we're seeing It's transforming both the art and the science of investing, and it's underpinned by factors such as societal change, greater climate change awareness and regulation, and financial market flows. At Fidelity, we believe that our process is well-suited to the integration of ESG in our investment process, being two parts. Firstly, the incorporation of sustainability factors into our investment research, And secondly, the practice of engagement with companies in order to influence behavior and bring about the positive change that we need. Last year, Fidelity created our own proprietary ESG ratings. These ratings utilize our extensive research capabilities and our access to corporate management to provide a forward-looking evaluation of a company's focus on ESG issues across our entire investment universe. The ratings framework divides our universe of more than 4,000 companies into 99 subsectors, each with industry-specific criteria against which the issuer is assessed relative to its peers using an A to E scale. Based on your recent researches, what has been the place of ESG in the recent challenging times? So I think what this crisis has really reinforced is our underlying belief that companies fundamentally exist to provide products and services which serve the needs of society. And the profits that a company generates represents the successful outcome of a company fulfilling its purpose, but it is not the purpose of a company itself. And we see that playing out many times as corporate behavior is changed fundamentally by this crisis. Specifically, we see much greater emphasis amongst companies on the so-called S-factor, the social factor, particularly around the trends of employee welfare, employee engagement, and also on the need for robust and resilient supply chains. Beyond just the impact on companies, I think it's also very clear that the global pandemic is accelerating trends that were in motion even before the crisis. And I would say the most notable of these trends is the shift towards a more stakeholder-oriented form of capitalism, away from purely considering the needs of shareholders. In our view, this is a permanent and structural shift in financial markets and in the wider society. We see large public listed companies taking more of a leading role in this. You know, companies that perhaps specialized in uh, the manufacturing of alcohol, shifting their production to hand sanitizers or companies that produce airbags now producing masks, or companies that were involved in industrial production now producing testing equipment and ventilators. Have you seen real examples or situations where good ESG ratings outperformed during the crisis? So yes, we have seen real examples of that. I think there is clear evidence, even before this crisis, but now reinforced by the crisis, that incorporating ESG considerations in a fundamental research process is helping investors to select better performing public market assets. 
for two reasons. Firstly, because it helps you manage your downside investment risk, but also increasingly, it is a positive selection criteria when it comes to assessing investment opportunities. We confirmed this in a study that we conducted using our own proprietary ESG ratings earlier this year. So over the period of market volatility in February and March, so this was when the effects of the coronavirus were being felt on markets and stock prices, we observed a very strong correlation between the company's relative market performance and their ESG scores. Across both our universe of equities and fixed income securities, we saw companies at the upper end of our rating scale, so in other words, A and B, outperforming the S&P 500, and those with average or weaker ratings, those so C, D, and E, underperforming the index, with an average of 2.8% of stock performance between each rating level. And in our view, this is because companies that have stronger ESG and sustainability characteristics, these companies are managed by more prudent and more conservative management teams, and they will therefore demonstrate greater resilience in a market crisis such as the one that we've just experienced. We expect that the relative importance of ESG factors will only continue to grow as the number and size of investors seeking securities with positive ESG characteristics grows. Do you think that this crisis is predicting some new trends or changes for the future? So this crisis is only reinforcing the value of integrating ESG into an investment process. We expect that the post-pandemic investment landscape will be quite different from the one before, and broader trends like deglobalization, like monetary and fiscal policies, like societal consciousness, take much more of a front seat. Now, I think much more than ever, companies that look after all of their stakeholders holistically, so by that I mean their employees, their communities, their customers, their suppliers, and their shareholders, those companies will be rewarded with greater market share and with more sustainable and more durable cash flows. Investors which pick those securities based on those considerations will, in our view, also benefit and outperform the wider market. Thank you very much, Mr. Tan. That's it for today. And thank you, everyone, for following the whole podcast series together with Fidelity International. 